Hello, this is episode 120 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. So this is to give you ideas to reboot for next week. You're all starting to tread sludge here. This episode is equally for parents, educators, teachers, whoever needs it right now. So I'd like to talk about some lesson ideas, what we all need to include right now for the struggling students or children in our worlds. We need a project that's a point in the future to work towards. We all need light at the end of the tunnel. That can take whatever form you can think of, a talent show, a sewing project, literally planting a seed for the future. But the idea is to have something to build towards as an end goal in a time further on from now, from where we're all sitting and where we're all at. There was a project that one of my own teachers did when I had my school, and I've also seen this done in New Zealand in a science school. And it's the idea of using puppets for self-expression. If I can find the photos of the puppets that were some of the puppets that were made in the school, I'll, I'll post those so that you can see them. But I really like this idea because it's a great way to inadvertently explore ourselves and our own identities and what good character traits we see. Some people will make um, a fictional character, but it will represent a lot of their, their own elements or the things that they admire in others that they wish they had. Or some people will literally make a puppet of themselves. Or some people will make a puppet of someone else that they, they really admire. Whatever form that takes, but it's a great practical project um, for people to do that is a huge amount of self-expression in it. We really need to talk about bereavement and grief at this point. This is twofold. One, for the people who've experienced it to be able to talk, but also for others to be able to listen. A slightly different example of this that I, I can think of is um, when I had my school, I had a painting teacher who had one hand. And she was a fantastic artist. And unlike your possible assumption, she made incredible, intricate um, pop-up three-dimensional um, mechanical devices and when she was um, doing a placement in a school she went into a class and there was another student in the class also with one hand but it was never spoken about and the student was obviously enthralled to meet somebody else who was similar to themselves but still afraid to kind of express it and talk about it so the teacher did a project with the whole class on hands just simply in whatever form that took. And because it was then so obvious that the majority of people in the room had two hands and two people only had one hand, it was suddenly a discussion topic. We are in the same place with grief and this virus now. It's the elephant in the room that we're not talking about. Creativity has always been a great way to express this. It's a way to tap into our grief. Poetry can be a fantastic example. Um, start with famous poems that are written for this purpose. One person you could Google straight off the top of my head is Mary Oliver. If you Google Mary Oliver um, poems on loss and grief, she has written a whole selection of fantastic works. You could encourage people to compose a piece of music. There's um, a big element to in, in composing the lyrics. It's another form of writing. It's another form of poetry. People could paint a picture, create a piece of art, but try to find some way for people to do a project in the same way as the puppet that allows them to engage in a topic in a way that's maybe not so obvious, but then it also opens the floodgate for conversation because people are too inclined to think that the best thing they can do in a situation is to ignore something and not address it or not talk about it. 
I spent six years in school with a student who had uh, a physical disability. And eventually one day in science class, I turned around and asked him, you know, so what's the story? Like, you know, why are you different? Um, what's the condition that you have? And it was the first time that anyone in my class in six years had had that conversation with him and asked him. And he didn't mind talking about it and explaining it. And I always remember that. And he explained how it had affected him as a child and how basically um, his skeletal structure grew too fast in places. But it was very liberating. And he similarly then turned around and asked me, so why do you wear red glasses? And we had that conversation too about my earring glasses. It's amazing when you tap into this that people do actually want to talk. Ignoring is not the way forward. It'd be really great right now to create a reason to interact with external people. I've talked a little bit about this in the podcast in different ways over the last couple of episodes. But one piece that strikes me, and I actually read about this in a fictional book, um, in an Ali Smith book a while ago, and that's the idea of doing an interview with an older person. There is a huge amount of older people who feel very isolated at the moment and who have um, a big contrast in how they feel about what's happening by comparison to younger people. They've all been through experiences in the past that this creates a, a reminisce for them. We saw that with the Queen when she gave um, her speech recently. This took her back to her own days of the very first broadcast of this type that she would have done during the Second World War. This is a great project for people to do because it allows external engagement, but it also allows people to see the difference in generations. And the older people in particular at the moment could also do with talking and they could do with an interaction to the outside world as well, as much as some of the younger students who are starting to feel very marooned and who are missing their classmates, they're bored of playing with their siblings, and they really need somebody external to talk to outside of the family unit right now. It's much easier to create a story from pictures. There's an example on my homeschooling.ie page of a workshop example that I did last year where I used magazines. I, you probably have lots of glossy magazines kicking around the house and you can cut them up and create a picture. Um, in the workshop, the people who got the task created um, a train journey, a really exciting train journey that they went on where they saw all sorts of wonders and met all sorts of different cultures and people and created an entire story and the things that they went to see and that they went to do. That's just one example. You, you can create anything you like. It, the theme can be um, the travel section is great, the cookery section is brilliant. Um, they experienced various meals with people and learned how to cook them and... Similarly, the, the, the natural history section and, and nature can be a great starting point as well. But it's always easier to write with pictures and, and to create a collage. Maths. If you don't get it, neither can they. So if you look at a sheet and it doesn't make sense to you, or you look at a page in a book, don't expect to hand it to somebody else. The exception to this is the logic problems that are in my own set where I told a parent to give them to their nine-year-old because they'd be able to work out how to do them because it's those particular logic problems. Um, certain personalities are really gifted at working them out from really young ages. And anybody's welcome to contact me if they'd like access to the, the, the sheet work that I have myself. But in general, if you look at maths and you don't understand it, it's time to look for a different way. Fractions are a great example of this. 
YouTube is your friend here. Similarly, there is a lot of sheets that I use with um, elements where you color in um, portions to understand fractions and understand what they look like visually. And then you can start to think about how to add and subtract them. Even simple ideas of thinking about how you cut up a pizza um, can be a great way to think about fractions. But there are also um, a fantastic array of examples on YouTube of using Lego to teach fractions. Start to think outside the box. If you don't understand what's on the page, don't hand it to someone else to understand it. But you can create other tools and other scenarios for them to work their way through it. But start with something that you easily get at a glance. So those are some examples off the top of my head. So to summarize, okay, so the key example for me is that there's an element of self-expression. You're exploring emotions. Poetry is a great way to do this, as is music, song lyrics. There's another example um, on my homeschooling.ie page of using song lyrics and poetry combined to do an exercise. It's great to have a way of working with others. Think of a reason for students to engage with external people. You need a project to work towards for the future that can be sewing a garment that will be worn in a different season. If you're in summer, start to think about the scarf you need for fall, whatever, whatever it is. It can be a talent show um, from the artistic projects that you create. It could be um, an art show created where you put up all the pieces of art on a website for everybody to view. Just have something to work towards for the future, um, a project that accumulates in an end goal, in a time period that's beyond where we're at right now. Unity gives tasks that promote self-learning, self-direction, independent time. Start with something that you get. Imagine putting the task on the table in bits that can be reformed and reassembled and put together and understood. But give, just give the parts to be put together. Think about presenting knowledge in a way that you get it. There are essentially four ways to do this. In the body moving around, there's the people who don't like to sit still. Visual is the one that every gra everyone gravitates towards because it's the easiest one. Auditory is not just listening, it's really important to ask questions, which is why I've suggested the idea of an interview. You can learn so much historically in that exercise by asking questions, and it's not just about listening. Practical, logical, dismantling the parts. Think about Lego. A really simple idea I've seen on the Facebook page, the homeschooling group in Scotland, and the days are just packed, I think is what it's called. And they gave out an old piece of technology that was no longer working and gave the means to actually physically dismantle it to see how it works. And then obviously you can Google it, the separate components to see what they do. So that's a really practical example. I hope that's helped. You're welcome to look up my homeschooling.ie page for resources. And you're welcome to contact me for my own sheets that I have as well. Thank you.